Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We're going to be reading in Luke chapter 8 tonight. Luke chapter 8. So this past weekend, I was speaking out of John chapter 11, and we were reading about a miracle, and we're going to be reading about another miracle tonight, but from a, a, a different perspective. So Luke 8. You find your place, say hey. All right. All right, let's pick up in verse 43. Oh, actually, before we read, real quick. So, before this part of Scripture, Jesus is in the hustle and bustle amongst a lot of people in the city, and um, a guy named Jairus comes up to him right before this part, and he says, my daughter is soon to die. She, is, she needs help, Lord. Would you come with me, and I'll show you where, where she is at my house, and you can heal her. And um, this guy is a very well-known religious leader in the area and so Jesus is kind of in the process of going to attend to someone else's need but then there's an interruption so we'll pick that up in verse 43 it says Jesus no that's the verse before sorry verse 43 and a woman who was there who had been subject of bleeding for 12 years but one could but not one could heal her she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus said. They all denied it. Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been intently, instantly healed. Verse 48. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you that your word, when we read it, things change because of your power, God. And I just pray that you would change hearts tonight, God, and that you would meet people where they're at. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. I said earlier that we're in a series called In Pursuit, but I wanted to also give you uh, a title for tonight for this specific message. So again, if you're taking notes, um, the title of this message that I want to, the subject that I want to preach from is Desperate for a Savior. Desperate for a savior. We're going to unpack this idea, and I'm believing God is going to show up because he's already here, and I'm thankful for that. But hey, so a long time ago, not too long ago, but before my wife and I were married, um, I traveled to Sydney, Australia. A lot of you guys are like, oh my gosh, he's going to talk about college again. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, I am, but I'm going to tell a little different part that you haven't heard yet. So I went to Hillsong College in Sydney, Australia, and it was such an amazing time, and I loved it. Um, but I 
came encounter with a dilemma. I started missing my family and my friends and, of course, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, Mallory. I was missing all family. I wasn't really expecting that because when I had first left St. Augustine to go to college, I wanted nothing to do with St. Augustine. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to that when you just come from a small town. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm sick of this. I want to go to the big city. I want to go to New York City and see the lights and eat Thai food and hang out with people. I love Thai. But um, I just did, I was fed up. I was like, okay, cool. I want, I want to change. I want something new. I was desperate for something new. And after being there for a year, my wife and I, we did long distance for my first year of college. All I wanted to do was get back home, and it threw me off because, like, my goodness, I actually miss my hometown, but I also miss my family and my girlfriend. So I was desperate to get back home. I was desperate, and I will never forget being in the airport. I was just, like, sweating. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. I was just, like, with anticipation. I couldn't wait to just get back home. And I, after getting off of my international flight, I almost missed my connecting flight to get into Jacksonville. And I just remember I've never ran that hard in my whole life. I was like, I feel I felt like I was James Bond. Like, I was just like, you know how he has like his arms raised a little higher than a normal person? Like, I don't understand why he needed to do that, but it looks better, I guess. So I was just like, let's go, let's go. And people are looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, I don't. I looked crazy, but I didn't care because I was desperate to get on my next flight. I was desperate to get home because what, what was home? Something that I loved. My hometown, I loved my family. I loved my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Hey! <laughs> so I'm excited, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> did you say, oh, oh, my gosh. Pop culture reference, amazing. Thank you, Mel. But I was so desperate to get home, and I did, I, I caught my connecting flight, got home, and it was amazing, and I, and this, th this story actually reminds me of the passage that we just read, in a way, because this woman, she had a health condition, and she needed healing, and she was desperate for it, she was desperate to see Jesus, and she was desperate to just be close to Jesus, and after a while, 12 years, I would imagine she would have been fed up with her health condition. 12 years of suffering, and she was like, I heard Jesus is around, and I'm running. And I, I could just picture this woman just running behind Jesus, like Jesus not really knowing, but running. And then she's desperate to just be close to Jesus. And she jumps down, and she touches his robe. If she, she, in her mindset, she was like, if I could just touch him, I don't even have to say anything to him. If I just touch him, I know that I'm going to be better off than what I've been like the last 12 years. So she jumped down and she grabbed the robe and instantly she was healed, which is so amazing to me. If you really think about it, just her attitude, she just wanted to, to be near Jesus, just desperately. And if it's okay, I would like to just share a little bit of vision for the exchange. Us as a young community, I want us to be like that. I want us to, to run desperately 
towards Jesus, not anything else that the world has to offer. There are many things all of us, we, we know, there are many things that are going to grab for our attention that are from the world. And that's going to feed our flesh, but we are spiritually dead without Jesus, and, and I want to be desperate for Jesus, for more of Jesus. In a life where there are tons of distractions, I want all of my focus to be on God. I want my life to be centered on God. Desperate for Jesus. So the first point I would love for you to write it down. If you're taking notes, it's plain and simple, but let's be desperate for more of God. Let's be desperate for more of God. I want to be desperate for more of God in my life. I want more light in my life than darkness. Not what the world has to offer. Not, not desperate for a higher social status or desperate for more popularity or desperate for things that will actually make me empty in the long run. I want to be full of God's spirit and I, I want to have God in my life because that's the only thing that's truly going to fulfill my life. Let's be desperate for more of God. Let's be reminded of this woman when we walk through life that she was desperate. She, she did whatever she could. She ran through a crowd and jumped down and she was face down, grabbed the robe and then she was afraid. Remember what does it say? She was afraid to kind of, you know, admit that, yes, I did touch your robe, Jesus. But once she admitted it, the last thing that she expected actually happened, Jesus, instead of reprimanding her, getting angry, was just, you know, sh shared love. And your faith has healed you. That's what, sh that's what he said. And that's amazing to me. I just love that. The second point tonight, I really would love for you to write this down as well, is close proximity to Christ will result in a changed life. I talked about the story of Lazarus this past weekend, and I was saying, I was talking about it earlier, but this man encountered the living God. And we see Jesus do a miracle in his life. And I just, I love just talking about, reading about miracles in the Bible, um, I think the church as a whole, we need to be talking about miracles more because our God is still a miracle-working God, and he's still alive more than ever. And miracles still can happen today, but it requires faith, too. We have to bring our faith to the table. But close proximity with Christ is always going to result in a changed life, and I want to live a changed life. I don't want to walk around living unchanged. I don't know about y'all. I don't want to share. Um, I don't want to share interactions with other people in my world and and come off unchanged. I want them to see something a little different in me. I want them to see something a little different in you, which is the light of God in your heart, and that's what's going to attract people to God. That the fact that people can't really argue with your personal story and how God's changed your life. So you just share your story. So let me just encourage you: share your story. And how God's changed your life. Because it's hard, it's hard to argue against that. Because it's, it's real for you. And it is. Because he's working. And he's alive more than ever. And he's a miracle working God. 
He was then and he is now too. But we have to be close. This woman got close, up close and personal, grabbed his clothes. I w- if I was Jesus, I would have been like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, give me my robe back. But Jesus is more, I don't know, Jesus is more loving than what my first response would be. Some stranger like, why are you tugging at my clothes? Get off my robe. I just bought this <laughs> from Target. <laughs> but really, I would love for us to take this on to really be desperate for the right things, to be desperate to grow closer to Jesus, to be desperate in knowing what's actually going to, to fulfill our lives, which is growing closer to God. That is the only thing that's going to truly fill us up. No matter what you hear, that's, that's the biggest thing, living a life planted in God's house around other believers learning about God together, that's where you're going to flourish the most in life. And I was reading a book, um, There Is More, by Pastor Brian Houston, and I was really encouraged by it. And the, the title, There Is More, and that speaks for itself, but th- there is more with God. And this, this whole premise that God isn't, isn't finished, but he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can think, ask, or imagine that's the kind of life that you can live with Christ. And that's, that's an encouragement to me as well because I want to live, live out of that revelation that it's not boring living for God or it isn't. I think a lot of, I remember a lot of friends coming up to me and they're, they'd be like, ah, I mean like, but it's so much more fun to party or it's so much more fun to do this, that, and the other, but you can still party but you just party with a purpose. Some of you guys have heard me say that, but you party with a purpose because, you know, you can have the, the greatest adventure of your lifetime if you just follow God, if you grow closer to God, because he has amazing plan and purposes for your life. Just what I said out of Ephesians 3, he's got exceedingly abundantly more. I wonder if you believe that tonight. I want you to take that on. I want us as a community of young people to take that on. It's fun. He's going to outgrow your dream every time. I talked about that this past weekend as well. Whatever you can dream, he's going to exceed them every time. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.